0: I'm here today with Jordan Swanson, who plays the drums for an alternative rock band called Late Night Pharmacy. The band is based in Ireland, but Jordan grew up here in Lacombe. Late Night Pharmacy has just released a new single called Too Late for the Rickshaws after receiving financial support from the Department of Culture in Ireland. So yeah, maybe Jordan, you can start off by telling us how you ended up making music in Ireland.
1: Yeah, so I guess coming to Ireland here, uh, I guess I would have my my now wife, she decided to pursue a master's here. So she finished at uh, University of Calgary and then decided to come here and do a master's at Trinity College. From there, she decided to stay on and do a PhD. So now she's just about done that. But so I decided to make the journey with her because I thought, why not? Nothing to lose because it was 2017. We moved here and Alberta was kind of in a bit of a downturn which i think it still kind of is so um and i'm an an electrician by trade so it was it was kind of perfect because dublin's very very busy there's a lot of work to do here because music doesn't always pay so yeah so i ended up coming over here and then so i played in another band actually when i first moved here i just went on facebook and found people looking for drummers so that's what i play and I ended up finding a place kind of about two hours north of here, and I started commuting with them. I didn't have a vehicle or anything, so I started taking the bus, and, you know, that got pretty tiring pretty quick. The band broke up, and the same Facebook group, I found these guys in Late Night Pharmacy. So I ended up joining with a guy named Fionn Murray, and there was three of us. The singer and bass player ended up leaving there a year and a half ago, and so we ended up finding two more members to take over for him, one on bass and one on lead vocals. And during this whole lockdown, we've had time to put together music, and we were we managed to win a few grants and different kind of competitions.
0: Awesome. Well, how did they recognize you? Was it something you applied for, or I guess something like that?
1: So actually, it's um, when the pandemic hit, there the part the Department of Culture. They released um, a package called the Music Industry Stimulus Package, and the idea of that was to help with the Irish music scene, just because it was affected by the whole pandemic. A lot of stuff revolves around um, like tourism here, especially in Dublin City. Um, by having so much tourism, like obviously musicians are always in the pubs, the restaurants. So there's a pretty good music scene here. Um, so they they decided to award this because there's a lot of up and coming artists around the country and there I can't remember how many applicants there were there had to be about 1700 I could be wrong but they they had different categories so there would have been people looking for uh, writing grants or full album releases or just singles um, or small EPs so we pursued the EP we put in an application for the grant Um, and then we were awarded so we ended up getting about 4000 euro So I think I'd put it around 7,000 Canadian, roughly. So yeah, we took that money. We applied for three songs and we had them all ready to go and everything. So sure enough, we were lucky. We won the grant. And uh, beforehand, we had to get quotes from, say, like we had to find a music producer, uh, equipment rental, things like that, and put it all forward into a budget to the government. Yeah, and then we were awarded the grant, so we went straight away, recorded with this producer, his name's Aidan Cunningham, and he's from Ireland, but he's actually based in New York, so he came back, and because he worked on another project as well, another band that had won, so he had a few projects, so he came back here and did those, and he did a really, really good job, actually, I'd say it's one of the most professional-sounding recordings I've ever done, or been a part of, so that was... Yeah, it was really exciting to work with him. So yeah, we we finished the three songs, and the government finally well, they gave us our money. Finally, <laughs> reimbursed us. <laughs> they made us front the money; they wouldn't give it to us beforehand, which is very strange because I couldn't imagine if you're a starving artist trying to cough up four thousand euro and try to have wait for that to come back. So, um, but still, it still was really good that they <laughs> do that for us.
0: Cool. So do you guys have, like, do you just have this EP album or or do you have other songs that you've written as well?
1: Um, so actually, just before we won this grant, we, we won a competition through this uh, radio station called 98FM. They have a segment called Totally Irish, and I believe it was through them. We ended up winning a recording deal through uh, this recording school based down in the in the city center here and it's called tilt it's like a music program so they awarded us two songs so they give us two finished songs and then we play a show actually it's coming up it's next week so then they do a live show and then they record the whole live show and then they give you a finished video at the end with one song uh recorded live off the floor we ended up winning that just before the grant but that you work with students on that project so it's it's a bit of a slower process cuz they're learning as they go Oh, okay. They might, be, you know, they might be further into the course, say like three years into the course, and some of them might be just entering. So you've got to have a bit of patience. And it, everything sounds amazing. They've been great to work with. So there's two songs coming from them. We're putting out three songs with the government funded money. So in total, there's going to be five released. But the way everything's going, you know, with music and Spotify seems to be the big the big platform for releasing music. So it's kind of the smartest to put out singles. Oh. So we have three finished from the government funding. And we're going to put those out, say, over probably about three and a half, four months, kind of schedule it and most likely do a music video for each one or some sort of visualization to have for YouTube.
0: Have you guys been able to perform in front of an audience or has it just kind of been pandemic since you started?
1: (laughs) It's it's been pretty well pandemic, Um, especially since we had a band member change. As we lost, we had one guy that was doing bass and guitar or sorry he was doing bass and vocals and he ended up leaving the group just before the pandemic hit so then we found two other members and they came in the whole pandemic started going this we haven't performed yet no not as a four piece so this show coming next Thursday will be our first show together but there's no there's no audience if you could believe it there's just going to be the sound crew and stage production and maybe the other artists Ireland's had a very very strict Lockdown. Um, they've been really aggressive with how they've handled things, and for some people, it's been good, I suppose, and others, it's it's been tough. So, like, for example, nobody's been able to get a haircut in over a year, and pubs haven't been open, and they've just they've locked everything down. They just recently, you've only been allowed to go further than five kilometers from your house, and they just opened it up to twenty kilometers last week.
0: Oh wow! Has there been a lot of cases, or I guess, is there a lot of cases there right now?
1: No, no, there hasn't been. It's been, I mean, it's been comparable to other places. Like, it's in a, I would say, a safe status, I think they say.
0: That's interesting because, you know, in Alberta, restrictions have been fairly relaxed. I think the government's trying their best to keep um, things open for businesses and whatnot. But there are a few things that are completely off the table just because of transmission. But for the most part, you can kind of do the same things just with a few small changes here and there with masks and whatnot
1: yeah i heard about that um it's i always get a little bit homesick you start hearing what things are like over there people are like oh i'm not going out for dinner tonight with a friend and you can sit on patios and all this and i'm just like oh man i wish i could go out for dinner
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i guess that's kind of my next question um do you miss living in alberta at all after you've moved to ireland
1: yeah, I mean, there's, there's certain things I miss. Um, I've been here for just coming up four years. So there's, there's definitely always things I miss. Um, I guess one of the biggest things, I lived in Calgary for a little while before moving here. And uh, so really, I'm big into hiking. You know, I really like doing that on the weekends. And like out Alberta and Canada in general, you can just kind of get lost forever. You know, like if you take the wrong turn in the forest, you can never be found again, which is kind of eerie. But that would never happen here. you'd you'd get lost in the bog somewhere or on a hill and you'd end up at someone's house. So it's kind of, I kind of miss the wildness, you know, the wildness of Canada. There's the kind of nice thing is you can travel a lot of places here. So not that you can not from Canada, but it's really cheap. Like you could jump on a plane when there's not a pandemic for 20 euro and go to Scotland or pay 40 euro and go to Poland. You know, there's kind of, you can do a bit like, instead of trying to pay $700 just to get to Vancouver or something, so yeah, no, there's there's things I miss. But you know it's been it's been really good here though.
0: For sure. What was it like growing up in Lacombe for you? Just as a musician, did you did you have bands you played with or anything like that? Yeah,
1: so I, I grew up in Lacombe. I think I moved there in like the third grade or something like that. I was born in Red Deer. But I, I stayed in Lacombe until I was about nineteen. So two thousand nine. I graduated in two thousand eight graduated yeah 2008 and then moved to Red Deer kind of shortly after because I I played in bands all the way through high school actually in Lacombe with a bunch of other Lacombians and then ended up moving to Red Deer just because like a lot of work was in Red Deer and I don't know there's more stuff to do I felt I found myself commuting to Red Deer all the time just like go to the bar do other things you know play shows and stuff
0: (laughs) for sure yeah and yeah do you think your band would ever come here and play
1: yeah, I mean, we, we'd love to come to Canada to play, especially Alberta. Like, I think we would, especially with our friend group or my friend group back home, you know, I think we'd be able to draw a good amount of people. But it's just expensive to try to put four of us onto an airplane. Would probably cost us €4,000. It's not very, because Alberta's so far away from Ireland. I don't know, my mom came one time and it was just it was so expensive. It felt bad. It's a good place. It's a good place to visit if you're ever interested in coming to Ireland. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I, I definitely would love to come to Ireland. Um, yeah, I I want to go there. and I just want to go to Europe in general. It's just, it sounds fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's, it's really expensive if you're converting Canadian dollars, though. The Canadian dollar is never doing that good. So if I ever have to send money back home or vice versa it's always you always kind of lose it in the conversion
0: yeah that's the tough part
1: <laughs> Yeah, if you want like a pint here it might only be five euro but if you're spending canadian dollars it might cost you eight, eight dollars or something
0: <sighs> oh that's rough
1: conversion <laughs> you know, conversion's the killer
0: what's kind of the the next big thing for late night pharmacy are you guys i don't know are you hoping for the pandemic to end and kind of tour through ireland or what's kind of the plan there
1: yeah, so um, so we just released there on, what was that, Tuesday, uh, through Hot Press Magazine, we released our first single from the government grant. So that's really big for us because we haven't released anything since 2019, especially this uh, new material is all with our new lineup. The song's called Too Late for the Rickshaws. And so, yeah, we put that out. That was kind of the biggest thing. We put out a little video with it as well. And by putting it through Hot Press Magazine, it really um, helped with really give some substance to the the release, you know, because Hot Press has been around since the 1970s and they're, they're Ireland's largest music magazine, you know, talking to anyone at work saying, oh, we're putting this Hot, Hot Press is releasing the, this single. They're all like, what? Oh my God, that's crazy. I can't believe you guys are in there. You know, it's like for the Irish guys in the group, it's a big deal. So it was exciting to put it out through that. What else can I say? We have, so we have a couple more singles coming out then I guess, we're just going to see what happens when things start opening up, like we hope to play big gigs. As as for touring around Ireland, places are just about two hours away, so you don't really need to make a whole, you know, you might just drive, there's only a couple of major cities as well, so you might just drive down to Cork City on a Friday, and then maybe Galway on a Saturday night, and then back to Dublin for a Sunday, and that's all you'd probably do. I, I guess our plan w- would hopefully get over into the UK eventually and because it would be affordable to at least travel over there because there are ferries that go back and forth, too, so you could bring your own equipment. Yeah, and just be hope to kind of get over there would be the idea. Play a few more shows in Ireland and play a few shows in the UK and see what happens.
0: Awesome. Did you ever expect that you'd be playing music in Ireland?
1: No, and I often reflect on that. It's, it's just crazy to think of. Um, just a lot of stuff, like, here. You, you just can't imagine just living in... In Dublin, I don't know, like sometimes I just have to like pinch myself. You're like, wow, just like putting, we just won like government money from the Irish government and putting out music and I'm living in Dublin. It's all kind of, it's all kind of surreal. I've been a part of a, a pretty good project back home. Uh, we were, I played in a hip hop group called Midwest Mindset. And we actually made it into, CBC did a searchlight, they called it. They I think they do it every other year. And we made it into the top five in Canada with that project. So that was, that was a really big moment. Um, So I I was kind of hyped up with all that, you know, when I came over here, I was ready to do big things. So I'm happy it's kind of come together. We have, our group is full of talented, talented people. So I I really hope, you know, we get to have our time to shine a bit more. Too bad the pandemic happened, but in a way it really helped us because we were able to receive this grant and to receive um, the other two singles for the other competitions. So it's been, it's worked out in our favor, I suppose. I'm just thankful that we've managed to make it here with the group. It's been a really exciting adventure. Uh, we put a lot of hard work into it as well. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. They're, they're songs that I'm really proud of. So the the first song there, Too Late for the Rickshaws, um, is on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere really you want to listen to music. So hopefully people give that one a spin. <laughs>
0: More than anything, I think people want to hear positive stories right now just to have something nice to think about. So, yeah, it's just great to hear that you're able to pursue your dreams and kind of live out your best life in Ireland, I guess.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so true. And You said in Sunny 94, the demographic is like you you play... 70s 80s because i think 2008 2009 is like right when i was moving out of lacombe right when sunny 94 was coming in
0: yeah so yeah we play older music so 60s 70s 80s 90s basically because you're from the area it's an interesting story it's a local interest story yeah
1: from so. lincoln Park.
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: I just tell my my parents still live there, so I can't wait to tell my mom. She probably, she probably has no idea. <laughs> I should tell her.
0: I remember walking by that park with my friend as a kid, and she's like, "There's a Lincoln Park in LaCoe. I <laughs> so know.
1: Yeah. I couldn't believe it when the band first came out. I'm like, "No way! There's a band called Lincoln Park after my neighborhood. This is amazing." Do they have any idea? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I lived in Bruns, which wasn't too far away from Lincoln Park. So. Oh yeah, that's not too bad then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. We- Sometimes Gallivant and Lincoln Park.
1: <laughs> There's another band here, or they're not here anymore. They lived in Dublin for a little bit, but they're they're like UK based. They spend a lot of time in London. JoJo O'Donoghue and Ryland Woods. They'd be oh like, yeah, they'd be yeah. Older than me, but they they live over here.
0: Yeah, um, I actually know that. I've actually I think I've seen her live. I don't I can't remember.
1: But yeah, they're called JoJo O and the Teeth. I think's what they're going by, but. Yeah, they play uh, They play in London a lot. I still talk to them quite a bit. Because, I mean, how often is it that you have two people from Lacombe? Because like, I grew up with them because they just grew up just down the street. Yeah, there's some other people in Lacombe um, that I always played. We played in a band called Scrap, like all throughout high school. It was like kind of like a punk group. Some people like Calvin Davies, Curtis Baird, um, Mark Graham, who is also an artist. He still plays, like he goes by Boots and the Hoots. Yeah, so I, and Matt Risky, and I, I played with all these these guys throughout high school, so it's interesting, like, and then um, there's obviously JoJo and Rylan, like, I grew up with them, and then now they're over here, so it's kind of, like, would you believe, somebody sent me a link today for music videos, they're like, a friend through my wife, actually one of her coworkers. they're like, oh, here's, uh, actually, my friend does music videos, maybe you want to send this to Jordan, and then sure enough, she sends me the videos, and I'm like, oh my god, that's, that's JoJo Donahue, like this person's making videos for them. And then I had to send it over to them. Like, no way you wouldn't like, cause Ireland is so small. I had to send it to him. Like you would not believe somebody just recommend, recommended me this. And it's just how to, how does this person just like only associated with two people living over here from Lacombe, Alberta? Like it's so random.
0: It's kind of funny. Cause in a way, Lacombe's small, but then also Ireland is. <laughs> yeah. It's like You guys kind of bump into each other.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, it's so strange, but, um, no, I, I wish I could go back this year to visit, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen, which I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. Because, yeah, like I said, it's really nice to have positive news. And it's, it's awesome to hear that you're just, especially in the arts. I'm a painter. So, like, I'm just excited to hear when people are doing creative things and doing them well. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect.
0: Thank you, Jordan, again for talking with me today. And, and yeah, you can check out my story on Late Night Pharmacy as well as their latest single, com.